And you could actually see also the symptoms that you have during your cycle, symptoms you experience in the luteal phase, so the phase just before you start bleeding, and also the symptoms during your menstruation as like a monthly report card from your soul. <laughs> so it's like a monthly report card from your body to let you know how you've been doing, like how aligned you've been living, how how you've been listening to that deeper part of it. Hi, and welcome to the Freedom Seeker podcast. My name is Dika, and I'm a feminine empowerment, sacred sexuality, teacher, facilitator, and coach. I'm on a mission to make every woman proud to say, I'm a woman, and I fucking love it. With my company, Freedom Seekster, I offer coaching, workshops, online courses, and tools to help women remember the sacredness of their body and unlock their innate feminine wisdom. All a very fancy way of saying, I just want you to fully love and accept yourself and realize that you are fucking magic. In this episode, I share why embracing your menstruation cycle is key if you want to step fully into your power and come to a space of full self-acceptance and love. I share my own story of how it went from absolutely hating my own period to loving it and now actually using the energetics of each phase to my advantage. I also share the basics around these energetics to make you see that it's much more than just a physical process that your body goes through. Embracing your cycle will make you able to unlock your feminine wisdom and really tap into the magic of being a woman. So grab yourself a cup of tea, get comfortable, and enjoy listening to this episode. So I used to hate my own period. I would actually act like it didn't exist. I would ignore it as much as I could. And a part of me was actually envying men for not having, yeah, to bleed every single month. And so what that meant is that I would take the birth control pill, which I was on, uh, as many times in a row as possible so I wouldn't have to bleed every single month. So I actually figured out that if I could take it three times in a row, I wouldn't start bleeding somewhere in between and I would only have to have my period every like yeah, every three months or so. That meant four times a year. So I was like, wow, awesome. So at the time I thought that was actually really great um, because yeah, with a pill I could control when I was getting my period um, and I barely had to have one actually. So I was like, yeah, problem solved, that's it. <laughs> and yes, in a way, this was definitely true. I was on the birth control pill for over 10 years, and it worked actually great. And I still don't see this phase of my life as bad. It, I mean, like, the pill worked great for me. I luckily didn't have any, yeah, many side effects or whatever. I didn't have the feeling it was affecting my body too much in any kind of way. So this story is not one of me shaming the pill or any other hormonal um, contraception as our, yeah, as our cycle already receives enough shame, so I don't think more shame will actually solve the thing. <laughs> uh, however, I do want to create more awareness, as it like it really baffles me how something so natural and actually magical, um, I get to that later, <laughs> is so hidden, is so shamed, is so ignored, and just put off as inconvenient. Yeah, we just don't talk about it. It's there. Half of the population bleeds every single month we don't discuss it. We need to hide it. It's like, yeah, it just, it's to me, it's crazy. So let me take you back to the time that I got my first period, as I actually don't specifically remember the moment I got my first period. I remember that I was 15, and I think I remember me sitting on a toilet. And it's just crazy when I started thinking about it. It's like, how was this memory so blocked? And it wasn't a horrible story or anything. It was also not not welcomed in that way, but it for sure wasn't treated as special or beautiful. 
and yeah, somehow there was straight away a lot of shame and a, a lot of secrecy around it. So what I do remember is that I was 15 years old and suddenly I had to wear these super uncomfortable big pads in my underwear. And I just remember hating the sound of ripping them out of my underwear. It was like so loud. So what I would actually do, I was in high school, I was on the public female toilets, but it's a female toilet, right? I would actually cough and like <clears throat> make like a sound while ripping it out. So you wouldn't hear the sound as much because I thought everyone in the whole toilet would hear it and they couldn't. I don't know exactly why I was so ashamed of it because it was even a female toilet. <laughs> But yeah, it was a part of me super embarrassed for it and really wanted to hide it. And yeah, it's still, it makes me kind of sad, that whole story, but it was part of reality. And I think it is still is for so many of us. And maybe not in the fact of like actually coughing while ripping up the underwear, but in a way, yeah, our periods are not discussed. So at that time, I was actually doing lots of sports. I was playing field hockey. And so I was practicing three, four times a week. I was yeah a little bit in one of the higher teams uh, playing one, two games sometimes a weekend. And so I was really skinny. My, that's my natural build. So just very petite. And I remember that my periods were very heavy, actually almost too heavy, especially for, yeah, a super skinny girl as I used to be. And especially one that's doing so many sports and working out so much. So it was actually too strenuous on my body and I was losing way too much iron and our vital nutrients. So I remember my mom taking me to the doctor and talking about this and yeah, the doctor recommended I go on the pill. So that was that. I got on the pill and never looked back. <laughs> it worked fine for me. No side effects, lighter periods, and I could control it. And yeah, by the time I just started to become sexual, it felt also easy and safe. So yeah, why would I think twice about it? So you might now wonder, why did I actually get off it? So... When I started diving more and more into yoga, which was probably around five, six years ago, I started to get more of a regular yoga practice. And after I did this 30-day yoga challenge where I did practice yoga, hot yoga actually, which is yoga in a heated room of 40 degrees, I did that 30 days in a row. And after that, I felt so strong and so more aware, uh, such yeah, much more aware of my body and way more in touch with my body. And... After I started traveling and the more I started to learn about myself, so that was kind of like the start of my self-development journey. And then I obtained my master's degree and I started traveling, yoga teacher training. And yeah, I just started picking up bits and pieces of knowledge and go to workshops and yeah, so much more new things to learn about myself. And it also started to make me listen more and more to my body. So through practicing yoga, at some point meditation, I did another yoga teacher training, which was around the yin element, yin yoga, which is way more related to the feminine. And I started to listen and feel and what is my body actually communicating. And what actually started happening around that time is that I started to forget to take the pill, which was very unusual because I could be out partying and drunk and not specifically remember how I got home. And then the next morning I would wake up and I'm like, <gasps> did I take the pill? But I would always have taken the pill, even if I couldn't remember. Like that was how much it was ingrained in my system. It was super automatic and I would actually really never forget. And now suddenly I started forgetting and I wasn't partying. I wasn't drinking. I was doing lots of yoga meditation and more of the conscious lifestyle thing. <laughs> and I was forgetting the pill. So it was almost like my body was saying like, hey, I think it might be enough. Like I think it's not necessary for you to be on the pill anymore. 
I didn't straight away listen, but eventually I ended up buying an online course from a woman that was all about the feminine tantric arts, spirituality, womb wisdom, cycle wisdom. And that's when I felt, yes, it's time to stop. Somehow, it was actually at the beginning of that course, but it was almost like my body was now saying, you're going to start and learn all these new things, stop. So I just got the feeling of, yeah, I want to stop. I feel I'm ready. At the time, I was also spending two months in Spain on this campground, mainly by myself, not many cute boys around anyway. So I was like, okay, this might be a good time. And I had been on the pill for 10 years. And so there are all kinds of stories out there, what I've heard, because when I started looking into this, okay, what if I stop? What would happen to my body? Is there anything I would, yeah, notice or not? And I would look up stories of, of try to gather stories of women that did. And yeah, some of them were like really like, oh, when I suddenly stopped with a pill, I woke up big time and I realized I've always been feeling so numb or yeah, I felt so alive again or I didn't get my period back for a year and a half. It took that long for my body to readjust or yeah, I completely lost my boobs or I gained weight, whatever. There were so many stories out there and I'm like, okay, wow, what's going to happen? A little scary, but I'm like, okay, I can do this. I love myself. I've done lots of work around my self-love journey. Let's let's test how uh, how deep that actually goes. <laughs> so I stopped, and actually on the dot, four weeks later, I started bleeding. And actually nothing was really radically different. And that stayed for the, that many months. Actually, I got quite, yeah, a regular cycle back straight away. It was not as heavy as I used to remember. And in the end, yeah, I didn't have one of those big stories of like, I stopped and suddenly this happened. But over the course of those six months, I did lose uh, some weight. I actually lost weight. And I felt like I almost returned back to my normal build. So to, to that like really petite, um, yeah, just slim, skinny girl. So for me, that was also a little bit like, okay, yeah, I lost a little bit of my boobs. I lost, yeah, I lost weight and got back to that skinny build. I'm like, oh, okay, I, this is a different shape. Uh, I get need to get used to that. Less... Less womanly in that way, but luckily I, I found that back. Um, so that's kind of what happened to me. And during that phase of me stopping, I actually learned about using a moon cup. And a moon cup is a menstruation cup. It's like it's like a little cup you put in and it collects the blood. And I got me one of those, which was an interesting journey too, because, yeah, it's kind of like interesting how to bring it in and to fumble around. So I highly recommend them, by the way but give yourself a little bit of time to get used to them <laughs> and see it as like a little bit of a playful journey on how to insert them and, and like take them out as well without spilling blood everywhere. Um, but they're, yeah, I swear, like they're amazing. And it changed actually everything for me because I could leave it in, I can, I can leave it in the entire day. Uh, I don't feel it and I collect my blood and I take it out at the end of the day and I can actually see the consistency of my blood, the amount of blood I've been losing, and so from there, actually, I started working more and more with my cycle. So I started honoring my bleeding face more by doing little rituals. So I would collect the blood and I would give it back to the earth, for example. Or, yeah, I learned that during your menstruation phase, it's all about letting go. So I would do a little bit of a releasing ritual, which meant like, okay, what am I asking myself the question? What am I letting go of? And kind of meditating with the collected blood and then giving it back to the earth like that. And the more and more I've been diving into this, it gets a little weirder. So now I just sometimes smear it on my face or I paint with it even, um, which is actually really beautiful. But baby steps. Um, yeah, that just over time, that's where, I, where it got me. And I'm actually really comfortable now with my blood and I see it as, that it's like a sacred elixir. 
but the more I got to know my body as well through following and tracking my cycle, I also started using this app. I think it was Clue app. There are a number of apps out there. So I could actually see how long my periods would take and you can fill out different side effects or different different physical effects that you're feeling, not side effects, <laughs> but physical effects that are coming up or emotional effects. And um, it's it's quite awesome. And you get to see a little bit of a pattern there as well. And the more I started understanding what was happening on an energetic level, the easier it was actually for me to accept and love it. And so I now use the energetics and the different phases to my advantage. I use it in my life. I use it in my business. And it's so freaking powerful. And this is actually our superpower as women, which is why uh, I teach it in the Goddess Initiation on my course, for example. But understanding that we move in cycles and that we are four different women in the time span of a month, that's why your superpower lies. So let me go a little deeper into why honoring your cycle and embracing it is so important. So what I just mentioned, as women, we are not a straight line. We are and we move in cycles, just like the moon. So many of us are taught that even life is a straight line. It's like you get born, you do your life, and you die. Or, yeah, you have an idea, and you get to that point of reaching your goal, straight line. Well, actually, life is one big cycle of birth and death, of rebirth and death, of seasons. You can see it in the sun. It moves in cycles, moves through four seasons. It's day and night. It moves in a constant cycle the moon moves in cycles so everything around us in life in nature is moving in cycles and so are we because we as women are a direct reflection actually of nature i mean how freaking cool is that (laughs) so but we move in a cycle of four weeks which is exactly the same as the moon cycle because it moves in four weeks as well and this is why i often call my menstruation cycle my moon cycle and why I call my bleeding time, my menstruation phase, my moon time. So these are just different words and I just find them way, yeah, way better or they sound and resonate with me way more than calling it my menstruation or my period, any of these things, or my menstruation cycle. Yeah, so I like to use moon cycle and moon time. And yeah, this is also why I often tell women, especially those that can't track their own cycle because they're on contraception or because they're infertile, on a physical level, to work with the moon and see the moon and the phases the moon goes through as your own moon cycle. So that's still a way for you to get in touch with your feminine essence by following and tracking the moon, because the moon is a direct representation of the feminine in that way. Anyways, so we are not stable, not always in the same moon. We're not, um, we're not men. And not saying that men are always in the same mood and stable, but they, it's very different for us than it is for men. So we move and flow through four different phases and making us over the course of a month actually four different women, as I just mentioned. And understanding this principle is key and it will give you the possibility to actually stop fighting and stop resisting and stop ignoring and start flowing and using these phases to your advantage. And this is where, as I mentioned before, the superpower of women lies. So let me explain why. So our cycle starts with the bleeding menstruation phase. So during this phase, our body is literally bleeding and shedding. And it's shedding the internal lining of your womb space. But on an energetic level, it's also letting go. So you can see it as an energetic cleanse. Besides that, the end and just the beginning of your cycle, so the beginning of that bleeding phase, represents our yin energy peak. 
which means that the feminine energy, the feminine principle within us is most present. So we are most in our feminine energy. And the feminine energy is very intuitive. So this is the time to tap into your intuition and to get in touch with the deepest parts of yourselves and get new ideas and insights. So this is the time to actually connect with um, the universe. So this is the time to connect with your inner knowing and that part of you that always knows and that's often a part we don't listen to too much because let the mind overshadow it. So sometimes it's also said that during this phase, our connection, our aura is like really big. So our energy field is, is really big. That's often why we're not allowed into sacred temples and stuff because they're afraid our energy field might interrupt with the general prayer. So that's often here happening in Bali. that They say like you can't go into a certain temple when you're menstruating and that's, that's why. And so because your energy field is, is, is big, it's expanding, the layer between you and your inner knowing, the universe, is the slightest. So it's the smallest um, uh, distance away at that point. So it's the time to get and gain new insights and to kind of get a download and get new knowledge and new insights into your system. Anyways, from that phase, we move into the second phase, which is called the follicular phase. And it represents the spring season of our cycle, of our phase. So the bleeding phase, our menstruation phase, is the winter season. And then we move into spring. So think about that transition from winter to spring. So the energetics for this phase are about becoming more alive, about growing and expanding. And it's a time actually to do research and to start, yeah, expanding on those ideas and insights that you got in the previous phase. So it's about, yeah, gathering information and just doing the research around what people, what information pieces. It's about expanding and learning and growing. From there, we move into the ovulation phase, which is summer season. So at this point, we're peaking in young energy. So it's the yang peak of our cycle, which means we are most active. We're most sexual and creative. We're at that point radiating and magnetizing. And from a biological standpoint, our body wants to get pregnant. So we are most attractive and we are most externally outwards focused. So from a more spiritual energetic standpoint, this is the time to use your creative energy and to use that sexual energy, which is really attractive, really magnetizing and radiating, to put our projects out there, to communicate, to be out there, to create new relationships, to network. So if you want to use it in your business, this is the time to communicate your message, to launch a new product, yeah, whatever you want to put out into the physical world to put out there. After that, we move into the autumn phase, which means kind of death. Because during when we move from summer to the autumn phase, yeah, trees, um, leaves start falling from the trees. Nature, in a way, is dying. So this sounds a little harsh, but this phase is all about reflecting. So it's reflecting on the previous months and seeing what is no longer serving and what people, what situations, what beliefs... Um, what were ways of being that were not longer serving your full potential, your soul. So during this phase, you get to process. So when your cycle starts anew, you can get, you can release anything that wasn't serving anymore. One big misconception about our cycles that we often are most emotional during our menstruation phase, but actually we tend to be most emotional 
and most overwhelmed by life in this phase, in the luthiol phase, it's actually called. I didn't name the name yet, so it's luthiol phase. Because during this phase, parts of us are actually dying and shedding, and we get the chance. Yeah, stuff will often be brought up to the surface for you to see and reflect on, and to yeah, you get a chance to let that go and release and take up like take a new new road. And then you start anew because then you start bleeding again and the whole cycle starts again. So in other words, as women, every month you get the chance to gain a new insight, to get a new piece of wisdom. You get to create it, birth it, and then to let that piece that's no longer serving die. So it's actually the cycle of creation. It's the cycle of ideation, how you would actually set up um, a new idea into the world. It's like you go through the same stages. You do brainstorming, get new ideas. Then you start researching and working on it, developing it. Then you start actually putting it out there. It's fully finished, created. You birth it out into the world. After which you reflect and see what could have done better or how can I adapt it to make it even better. And then you go into the same circle again. So that's actually what's happening in our body. Which means that every month we get the chance to up-level and to step into a next version of ourselves. And... Well, first of all, how freaking amazing is that? And actually what we used to believe as women is that during the years of our life, so during the years that we are fertile and we're going through this actual cycle within our body, we get the chance to gain all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the insights that we're supposed to bring to this world uh, this time around. And so when, when we, then when you stop bleeding, that means that you are satiated, that you gained all the wisdom that you needed, and that you can now be considered a wise woman. So older women in cultures would be highly, highly, highly respected and valued. And they were seen as the keepers of wisdom, as the ones that gained all the universal insights that they needed. And yeah, could now use it and, and uh, teach it and put it out there and advise on people as well. And so therefore, they saw their cycle, so women saw their cycle, but also men, and just in culture, saw the women's cycle as super sacred, and they would flow with it, which meant, which meant uh, fully honoring the yin state of their cycle. Uh, and especially this is important for many of us, because that's something we barely do nowadays, uh, because it's just not in most of our cultures to be in our more yin slowing down state, and we're always in this active doing, doing, doing masculine state. So actually what would happen is that women, when they were bleeding, they would go uh, into a space called the red tent. And yeah, women living in tribes, for example, they would go there together to bleed because often women sync up as well or they sync up actually with the moon phases. So we tend to, as women sync up with the new moon or the full moon, start bleeding around that time. And so we, women would go into the red tent when they were bleeding to be alone, to be in silence, to slow down so they could listen and connect yeah, with their body, with their intuition, with the universe, and gain that new piece of wisdom that had to come through that month. And then men would take care and nurture them. So they would, yeah, bring them food and all these things so they wouldn't have to do anything. So that's how sacred this process was uh, considered back in the day. And gosh, I wish that would come back more and more and more. I guess that's why I'm doing the work I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, what I'm trying to say is that embracing your cycle is just super important because if you don't that means as a woman you are fighting your own nature you're fighting your own body and that will definitely lead to overriding whatever it is communicating which will result in you feeling numb you ending up in burnouts or feeling super stressed or getting into depressions because you're just not listening to whatever your body is communicating and so 
how to embrace your cycle, that means for many of us that we have to slow down, and especially during the end and the beginning of our cycle. So it's all about embracing our yin energy state. Because as I mentioned before, we are living in a masculine action-going culture and lifestyle where no one actually honors uh, their body, even men. And yeah, I also get why as women we don't tend to drop into our yin state because, yeah, we don't want to perceive as weak because yeah in, in a way we're taught that the yin state at slowing down is is weak in a way and being emotional is weak and actually I always that used to really trigger me is like I used to work and study in a very masculine environment I have a background in innovation management so I would actually mainly interact with men and study with men and work with men um, and so I would for sure not let them know that I was on my period because I was like I can't have them think I'm not fully my power at the moment or emotional or weak. So whatever I'm saying can't be considered as valid. That was my own story. Um, maybe they didn't even have that story, but yeah, I was actually really afraid of letting them know. So I would definitely not let them know wherever I was in my cycle. However, now I actually do slow down and I give my body all the time and space that it needs. I try to be mainly by myself. So mainly in my own energy. So in my own energy field and so I can, yeah, tap in and get all the new insights and ideas. And sometimes that's consciously, sometimes I really like get good ideas and I write them down. And sometimes uh, there's not like something I can write down, but I feel still I'm getting some kind of upgrade. And now I'm like, wait, why the hell didn't I do this before? Like, why for God's sake was I resisting to slow down, to hide it? And why, would I, why was I resisting to take days to be really kind to myself? Like, why was I resisting taking days off? Why was I resisting taking long baths and slowing down, doing yin yoga, eating anything I want. I mean, it's a really good excuse as well. Although, hello, my body's like literally bleeding. Um, so now I actually see it as like, yeah, I do take a day off. And so that means, for example, if I often know when I'm, I'm bleeding, but yeah, it can sometimes differ a few days. So I already tend to schedule in less during that time, during that phase. But still, if I start bleeding and I have, for example, still quite a lot of appointments or things scheduled, if possible, I'll move those around or I cancel. And if not, I'll still, of course, do that. It's like there's nothing wrong with me. I can still function. But I try to move stuff around and really honor my body and honor my cycle and give myself time to just be by myself and do nothing, which is actually quite challenging, um, especially for many of us nowadays. It's, it's quite easy to do a lot of stuff, but actually doing nothing, uh, trying to be off my phone, yeah, not distracting me with like Netflix or movies. It's like, it's actually quite difficult. <laughs> so yeah, maybe a good challenge for you next time you're uh, bleeding. So another thing about embracing your cycle and consciously bleeding is that my periods actually have become less and less. So the amount of blood I've been losing has been getting, has been getting less and less to the point that I'm actually now only really bleeding two days and I might have some spotting for two days after, but barely. And I don't experience a lot of physical symptoms. I don't really have cramps or anything yeah, I'm noticing my energy levels are lower. They're just softer, I would say. I wouldn't say they're lower, they're just softer. And yeah, I actually love being on my period and slowing down and giving my body rest. And it feels it really feels like a reset. It really feels like an energetic cleanse as well. So anything that's like, huh, wasn't serving can actually now be released. So I'm actually always looking forward, especially after that luteal phase before, which sometimes can feel really overwhelming, 
till finally starting bleeding and it feels like a release, a, a relief. And also this used to be a women's practice back in the day where they would try to reduce the amount of bleeding to a minimal. And that's because our menstruation blood is full of nutrients. It's full of creation energy because we are shedding the inside lining of our womb space, which was ready to support a newly fertilized egg during our ovulation phase. So if we are bleeding a lot, that means on an energetic level that we're losing a lot of vital life force creation energy. The only reason why the body would see that as necessary to bleed a lot is if it feels the need to clear out a lot as well, to cleanse and to let go of a lot, uh, which often comes from the fact that you're not fully aligned and listening to your soul and not fully aligned with your path. And that means that you're clearing out a lot that wasn't serving, a lot of contractive energy, as sometimes called it, that got stored into the womb space over the course of that month. So there were situations, maybe you didn't put up your boundaries or you ended up having sexual interaction which wasn't fully aligned or yeah, you didn't step up for yourself or you went to this family gathering while actually your body was saying a no and take rest. Like all these little things where we're constantly kind of overstepping our own little boundaries, that contractive energy gets stored into the womb space. And during your bleeding phase, stuff like that is being released. So if you're bleeding a lot, that could might that could potentially be a symptom of, yeah, of you not fully aligning and not fully listening to that deeper part of yourself. And of course, like this varies for women. And that's why I always say just listen to your body and start to get to know your body, but start to listen though. And yeah, what I've personally saw is that my bleeding has become just like minimal. And it's still important that we're bleeding because yeah, that's part of our cycle. It means we're fertile. So it's not about just completely not bleeding, but there's definitely no need in, in losing a lot of blood or actually experiencing a lot of um, physical, heavy, um, not-so-nice symptoms during your bleeding. And you could actually see also the symptoms that you have during your cycle, symptoms you experience in the luteal phase, so the phase just before you start bleeding, and also the symptoms during your menstruation as like a monthly report card from your soul. So it's like a monthly report card from your body to let you know how you've been doing, like how aligned you've been living, how how you've been listening to that deeper part within. Yeah, anyways, I could just, as you notice, I could continue talking about this for hours as it's very interesting to me. And it's just, yeah, it just amazes me. Um, I think it's just, we as women are so freaking powerful and our bodies are like so freaking powerful. So if you want to know more, I suggest you follow my Goddess Initiation online course, which goes way deeper into these energetics behind the phases, but also in different topics around understanding energetically what your womb space is all about and how to tap into your creative energy and use that fully during your ovulation phase as well. The main message that I wanted to bring across is that there just lies great, great power in embracing your cycle and flowing with it. Not only will it most likely cause less physical symptoms and will you experience less like fighting and that ugh feeling of like, oh, I'm bleeding again, I have my period. But it will also make you able to fully unlock your feminine wisdom and to step fully in your power as a woman. And so you will feel just less resistance and you're able to flow with with life, with your cycle. And it also prepares you to to flow with the ups and downs of life because this cycle that we're feeling and going through every single month in our body happens in life as well. Like life is again, also not a straight line. So we have ups and downs. And so the more you're able to tap into and flow with your own cycle and learn to embrace all four different phases, 
the easier it will be for you to as well um, accept change and to flow with that within your life. So being able to cope and deal with downs in your lives and then also be flowing again up into the ups. And so it's also a confirmation and and it's a way, it's a beautiful way of remembering that life goes through ups and downs and that even if you're in a down, you're always there's always a back up at some point because you can see that, you can feel it in your own body. It's like, yeah, it's just really beautiful. And so I want to finish off by reading to you this quote, which I, yeah, gives me like this chills every single time. So here we go. (laughs) I bleed every month and do not die. How am I not magic? Let me say that again. I bleed every month and do not die. How am I not magic? So please, 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 beautiful woman, realize that you are magical. And there is so much wisdom and so much beauty that comes from being a woman. And I really, really, truly hope that you are able to say, I'm a woman and I fucking love it. So thank you for listening to this Freedom Seeker podcast episode. If this topic really resonated with you and you want to learn more, join my Goddess Initiation online course, which takes place once every few months and the next round is starting in June. If you can't wait until that round starts, go to my website and download my free ebook called Unlock Your Feminine Essence and Wisdom, Three Key Practices. So I'll describe three key practices that are essential if you really want to tap into your feminine essence and wisdom. Also, I created a toolkit And the toolkit consists, it's called Embrace Your Cycle Toolkit. And it consists of two meditations and two yoga classes that are specifically designed to support you during your menstruation phase and during your ovulation phase. And so they will help you to start working and tapping more into the energetics of those two phases, those two peak states of your cycle. All of this you can find on my website, uh, www.freedomseekster.com. And don't forget to come follow me on Instagram at Freedom Seekster. This is where I give you a peek into my life and show you really how I'm embracing and flowing with my cycle. Yes, I'm most active there. Come follow me on Instagram. Also, if you can leave a review, that would be really, really amazing. Or share this episode with any other women in your life. Or even talk about the content. Talk about your menstruation cycle with women in your life. So let's make it more normal. Let's stop resisting, hiding, shaming it. And actually start fully embracing it all together. And together we can inspire all the other women that are in our lives. And that will be just a ripple effect. Until every woman can say, I'm a woman and I fucking love it. So thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day. 